Welcome to the Debt Matters Podcast, where we help Canadians find solutions to their debt with licensed insolvency trustees from across Canada. I'm Wayne Kay. Today's show, we're going to talk about who's a debtor, what's a debtor look like. The new debtor's profile just came out. We're going to discuss that with my guest, Jillian Taylor-Mancusi from L.C. Taylor, licensed insolvency trustee in Winnipeg. Hi there, Jillian. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Excellent. I love this topic, and there's actually uh, graphics regarding uh, who, who it is that's declaring bankruptcy, and it's really pretty wide swath. It, it's not that it's a specific person. Yeah, you never know who has financial difficulty, and you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. And what I was shocked with was the amount of difference, and it wasn't a lot between money coming in and money going out. Yes, we're going to learn about that and a lot more. Terrific. Okay, so why don't we start with... Well, when we talk about what a debtor looks like, who are we talking about? Well, there's an actually a lot of information that came out from the government of Canada. They did a whole report on the Canadian consumer debtor profile. Um, most recent stats are from 2019, but they just came out recently. And it's very surprising because people that you wouldn't expect to be in debt are in debt. If you look at the average age of somebody who's filing either a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, the average age is 47. Um, Actually, if you take the age bracket, 35 to 49, that makes up 37% of those people who are filing. And why does that surprise you for an age group? Because if you're under 35, you think that you don't have a lot of experience, you know, they, they're easy to hand out credit cards, you know, when you're walking through university campuses and so on. So you'd think that that age group would have a lot more, a lot more debt um, and be filing because generally at that age, you don't have a lot of other assets, um, things to look out for losing in something like a bankruptcy. But that age group only makes up about 24%. Whereas you look at older folks, you know, the over 65 group who are living on, you know, a fixed income, maybe they're on pension, CPP, OAS, um, and they're not used to that change in the standard of living from going from working to a fixed income. But that portion only makes up about 12% of those people who are filing. Mm. Okay. And do they break it down male, female? Yes, actually they do. And it's pretty close. Um, Insolvency filings by gender, males 53%, females are 47%. So it's pretty close. Wow. That's very, that's actually kind of surprising for some reason. I don't know why. I just thought maybe men would be filing more. Okay. Might be slightly stereotypical, but I kind of thought that too, because I know (laughs) a lot of the women I know are really good at budgeting and keeping track. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. And I mean, is it stereotypical when it's the, that's what I thought as a guy, I thought for sure. And you thought the, the same thing. So it's, well, I'm glad we have equality when it comes to declaring bankruptcies, et cetera. Yeah, we're very equal when it comes to money management. Yeah. What's the average amount that people are filing for, you think? Actually, this is pretty interesting, too. When you look at the numbers, in 2019, the median total liabilities were 51,904. The reason it's interesting is I also have the numbers for 2016. And in 2016, the median debt amount was 80,600. So the amount of money that people are actually going bankrupt or filing consumer proposals on has actually gone down substantially. Wow. That's a major drop from 80 to 50. Right. Exactly. And that's only in three years. 
And talking about that big difference, uh, how much do you need to owe to file? Is there an actual number or it can be anything? The actual number needed to file is only $1,000 and be insolvent, which means that you can't pay your debts as they become due. But really, that could be anybody walking down the street because really most people probably owe $1,000. But the difference is, is a bankruptcy proposal is going to cost you more than $1,000 because you're going to make monthly payments to the trustee or you're going to lose your income tax or maybe you have an asset or two. But what the real difference is, is how much debt somebody can actually deal with. So if somebody owes $1,000 and they can't pay those debts, well, then bankruptcy is definitely a solution for them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people can owe 10,000 or 100,000 or even a million dollars before they think that they have financial difficulty because it's how much they can actually carry, how much their cash flow will allow them to pay monthly to make those payments. And sometimes people who owe $10,000 are struggling to pay those bills, but it's not some people don't struggle until maybe they owe a million dollars. Wow. I was going to mention that I guess the sign is when the debt keeps growing month after month as opposed to going down. And how much you can actually service per month. And that's another actually scary bit of information because a lot of people will decide what's the monthly payment that they have to make on those debts. Can they afford the monthly payments? Not can they afford the whole debt? Mm-hmm. Well, we see that a lot. Everything is advertised. Every single thing these days that you want to go buy uh, is you can make a monthly payment on it. Right. And can you afford that monthly payment? Well, sure. Maybe you can afford that monthly payment. You know, you won't go buy a, buy a $4 cup of coffee every day so you can uh, afford that monthly payment on that new toy. Um, but you can also take that monthly payment strategy and flip that around so that it becomes a positive. So if you're saving money or setting goals, you can change that into a monthly payment as well. Mm -hmm. So you can take something that's negative, how much money you owe and flip that into a positive, how much money you can put aside every month to reach your goals and break that down into a monthly payment. And that's the way that why they do it. Because if you break something down into a monthly payment, it's small and it's manageable. I've actually heard a car ad where they break it down to daily payments and, and they're like, oh, look at this payment. It's only $8 a day. Well, yeah, but that's times 30, 30 31 right, days. Exactly. Like, but I, when you break it down to a small manageable amount, well, then it sounds affordable, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about this strategy. I wonder why they do it. Even for like $200 products are now you can make three, you know, three monthly payments. Yeah, it, infomercials. It, it's deceiving. That's what it is. It's really deceiving for people who don't understand the value of the dollar and how interest works and compound interest works. It, it's deceiving to break it down into a daily payment. I don't know if you find this or not, or if you've talked to people who are in this situation, but when you don't have money and you're in debt, it sucks. And you will buy something to make yourself feel better, but then... It just continues being put on your shoulders with this debt and you feel like, well, I'm never going to get out of debt anyway. I might as well buy a new air fryer or something different. And it's not a lot of money, but over time that stuff all adds up. Right. And really that's an addiction because you're, you're doing something to get a positive benefit out of it for yourself. So it, it's unfortunately that shopping addictions are truly addictions like gambling or alcohol. Um, and that's something that you need to really address if you're going to go into a bankruptcy or a proposal situation, because you want to make sure you get that under control so that it's not something that continues to happen. 
When you talk about that, when we talk about the credit counseling, people get in trouble and there's many different reasons. Does it actually break it down what some of the reasons are why people end up declaring bankruptcies? Yeah, um, actually 37% of people that have financial difficulties say that it's because of a loss of income. Um, Another one, 23% is due to medical reasons. 15% is relationship breakup. 7% is due to business failure and 6% is due to tax liabilities. And I find that very interesting because this is stats from across the country. If I look at our own practice and and the people that I meet coming through our doors, I would say that definitely a good portion of it is due to marriage breakup. Um, That in my opinion would be one of the highest reasons. And it really, it makes sense if you think about it because when you're together, you have two incomes coming in, you're splitting one household, but when you separate, then you become two separate one household incomes with two households you're now supporting. So it makes a lot of sense. And that marriage breakup would be one of the number one reasons that people have financial difficulty. And I would say the second reason that I see is due to addictions, either gambling or alcohol or shopping addictions. Um, that's something that I would think would be the number two reason of the people that I meet. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit different from what the uh, stats are saying, but I agree with you 100%. I was talking with a bank manager once about bankruptcies, and he was saying the same thing. It's uh, families breaking up, a uh, breakup of a marriage probably number one. And then I was quite surprised. He said, uh, sports, getting kids in expensive sports, rep sports. And you know, when top tiers, he said, a lot of people get into financial trouble there where everybody's going in different directions, but they're doing it for their kids because the kid's pretty good or they want the kid to have the opportunity to maybe make the NHL. And they're only nine years old. I don't see that a lot in, in with the people that I meet, but I could definitely, there's enough of people in that boat that I can see that happening because when it's, you always want your children to have something better than you had. So if they have this talent, yeah, people are willing to give it all so that they can, they can reach their goals and make the NHL or the NBA or whichever sports affiliation. Right. And then maybe that will be their ticket to, you know, an easy retirement because when they're making millions of dollars, It'll make up for the money that they spent to get them to that level. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yesterday, some information actually came out from the government regarding money, and they were saying that in the last year, they didn't see bankruptcies as high as they have before. Did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that bankruptcies um, have definitely decreased um, during COVID. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the amount of government's spending um, to help people with either CRB or CERB so that there was a lot of money coming through to people um, that didn't normally have it. So mm-hmm. for example, if you were working a minimum wage job, the CERB was higher than what you were earning, earning minimum wage. So a lot of people went on CERB and were actually making more money than they were when they were fully employed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other reason is a lot of companies stopped collection practices. So for example, CRA wasn't collecting. Um, A lot of collection agents, people are working from home, they weren't following up on the debts. And there was a lot of debt forgiveness for a number period of months by different companies, big banks and so on. So for those reasons, people weren't filing because they weren't in trouble. Sometimes you need somebody to collect and tell you that you're in debt and you have to pay it back. 
before they start looking for options. So if we look into the crystal ball, just saying, I mean, if we have seen them go down, I'm assuming this is almost going to be like an effect where we're going to see an increase in the next few years. I would definitely say so. And I don't even know if I would wait a few years. I would say probably in the next eight to 10 months, I would see an increase in the number of filings Yeah, because, you know, CRB is no longer in effect. People are starting to get back into the workforce. They're realizing that they're not making as much money and they're also going to have to pay tax on that CERB or CRB money that they received because they received it non-taxable. Mm-hmm. So you're going to now have, going to have an income tax debt because you collected that money. Now you take CRB and EI plus a wage that you may have earned. Now, now there's even more money that's owing to CRA. So I think that's definitely going to push people um, to looking at other options as well as things like people are going back to work, the collection agents, the big banks, they're not working from home anymore. So they are going to start to follow up with people and, and start collecting and the courts are starting to open up. So whereas if you're not paying your debts, eventually the collection agents are going to take you to court and try and get judgments and garnishments against you. So we're going to start to see all of those things coming back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to cause a lot more people to file for bankruptcy. And I, I think it's going to look like a spike, but it really isn't because these are people who've been insolvent this whole time. Yeah, exactly. So because they haven't, let's say we didn't have COVID, the chances are they probably would have had to declare bankruptcy in the last year. But because of all the reasons you just mentioned, that could see why it would definitely go down. And then I, I was kind of being generous in the next two years, but I think you're right. Within the next year, we're going to see a lot of people that are going to have major financial problems and they're going to want to reach out. And let's talk about that just very quickly. When's the point to reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee? When you notice that you're unable to pay your debts as they become due. So if you find that you have a lot of debt and you don't know how you're going to pay it. So it's not a, it's not a matter of waiting till something gets into collections. It's a, when you first realize that you're not going to be able to make that payment. The sooner you talk to a trustee, the more options you're likely to have. You know, there might be things like RSPs that you have or equity in a house that might stop you from having to file or buy a bankruptcy or consumer proposal. Like there may be other restructuring options or budgeting options that you might have available if you talk to a trustee sooner. Wow. So you do go through all that information when you do that uh, initial consultation. You talk about what different options are as well. Right. That's one of the things about meeting with a licensed insolvency trustee is our job is to provide you with all of the options. So whether it's a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal budgeting, financial counseling, or maybe, you know, you're in the position where you might not have to do anything, um, just the way your circumstances are. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely go through all of those options with you. One thing in this uh, infographic that came out that I was uh, kind of surprised with was the amount of money coming in and the amount of money going out was actually pretty close. Was that regarding people who are actually declaring bankruptcies or what, what did that graphic had to do with? So the information in the graphic is actually people who file bankruptcies and consumer proposals. And what it shows is that the median household income is $2,717 of people who file. That being said, the household expenses were $2,780 a month. So they're already at a negative um, when they're coming into file. So hopefully what, what the, the end game is, 
when you file a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal is that you're getting rid of that debt and you're finding a solution that's going to solve your problems so that instead of being, you know, negative $63 a month, hopefully that $63 you can start to put into something like savings or a rainy day fund, because really you should try to save between five and 10% of your income each month. Yeah. If only we did right from the, right from when we were 20, when we were told that be great. <laughs> right. Right. Right, exactly. The things that you learn at that age. Yes, and then we go, ah, it's fine. And now we're all trying to play catch up. And some people obviously did a great job of it. Uh, I think that number, you know, the 2,700 uh, versus 27 and 60 or 27 and 80 or whatever it was, I, I was kind of surprised to see that because in my mind, like we started talking about at the beginning of this podcast, I was kind of thinking it was people with like high fancy cars and big houses that got into some financial trouble. And that's not it at all. It's just regular Canadians. It is regular Canadians, but you have to remember that that's a median. So that's the average Canadian is the average person filing, but you are going to find those people that have the fancy houses and the fancy cars bet you a lot of them do have a, a fancy debt load to go along with it. Okay, good to know. Any final thoughts you want to share regarding this topic today? I think the only thing that I would want to say is you never know who has financial difficulty. And, you know, it could be the the person with the fancy car and the fancy house, but it could be your average neighbor next door. Mm. It doesn't have to be somebody who's destitute who's filing. Terrific. Jillian, thanks very much for the information today. Thank you. Well, that's Jillian Taylor Mancusi from LC Taylor, licensed insolvency trustee in Winnipeg. If you want to learn more or schedule that free consultation with LC Taylor, you can head over to lctaylor.com. And that's it for today's Debt Matters podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And of course, for more information, you can always check out debtmatters.ca. Thanks so much for listening.